0: wherever you get your podcasts. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that raises the curtain on everyday history and lets it take a bow. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're revisiting the Golden Age of Paris to explore the history of one of the city's most glamorous and raciest institutions, Le Moulin Rouge. The day was October 6th, 1889 the world-famous Moulin Rouge Cabaret held its first performance in Paris. The club opened its doors just a few months after the Eiffel Tower, and in time, both landmarks would become synonymous with the City of Light. It's no coincidence that two such iconic structures debuted around the same time. It was a period known as La Belle Epoque, or The Beautiful Age, An exciting, carefree time in France when industry and the arts thrived. This cultural renaissance began just after the defeat of Napoleon III in the Franco-Prussian War of 1870 and lasted until the start of World War I in 1914. During that time, the country was eager to put the past behind it and face the dawn of a new century with a renewed sense of hope. The fruits of that labor were everywhere you looked, and technological innovations like electric light, photography, and film, as well as in the art world, where post-Impressionism offered a vivid new way to see the world. This feeling of liberation and optimism was evident throughout the country, but especially so in the capital city of Paris. During the interwar years, middle-class Parisians threw themselves headfirst into diversion and frivolity, They frequented cafes, cabarets, museums, and music halls, and in 1889, the city hosted the Exposition Universelle, a World's Fair that showcased all the recent scientific and cultural triumphs of France. That same year, the Eiffel Tower was open to the public, and not far away, another brand new attraction was prepping for its own debut. Le Moulin Rouge, or the Red Mill, was located in the trendy Boulevard des Clichy in the city's Montmartre art district. Its co-founders, businessmen Joseph Ole and Charles Ziedler, envisioned the new cabaret as a place where people of all walks of life could take in a lively and somewhat risque show. In that way, their club wouldn't just be the biggest and most beautiful of cabarets, it would be the embodiment of France's golden age, A celebration of the country's newfound prosperity that was open to everyone. Author Francesco Rappazzini captured the spirit of the venue in his book about the history of Moulin Rouge. As he put it, quote, here was the party, here were the girls, here was the music, here was the freedom, and here all the classes were mixed together. There were the bourgeois, there were the aristocrats, there were the laundry girls. There was everybody. On the evening of October 6th, 1889, everybody in the city wanted to be there for the grand opening of the Moulin Rouge. The Boulevard des Clichy was jam-packed with horse-drawn carriages, and even people who hadn't heard about the new cabaret were drawn to it, thanks to the eye-catching design choices made by its founders. They had wanted the building to be visible from clear across the city, so they painted the whole thing bright red. They also topped the exterior with a towering red windmill, the one from which the club takes its name. However, the red mill wasn't just about branding. The Montmartre district had once been known for its many colorful windmills, and Ole and Ziedler wanted to pay tribute to that past. The vanes or arms, of the windmill actually spun around, But they were powered by electricity, not wind. In fact, Le Moulin Rouge was the first building in all of Paris to use electricity. So if the big red building didn't catch your attention, the spinning windmill and wall of blazing light bulbs certainly would. Opening night customers got their first glimpse inside the Moulin Rouge at 8pm. They were amazed to find that the interior was every bit as ornate, bold, and glamorous as the windmill outside. Large mirrors adorned the walls, reflecting light from extravagant chandeliers hung from the ceiling. There was a massive dance floor, and behind the building was a pleasure garden, complete with donkey rides and a huge plaster elephant, left over from the World's Fair. Inside the elephant's foot, there was a small room where a belly dancer would perform a private show for diners. The main show began at 10 p.m., when about 20 young dancers took to the stage and started doing the can-can. That energetic new dance style had only recently been invented, and the women who had already mastered it were known as can -can If you've never seen the dance before, it involves a lot of high kicking, which generally results in a lot of exposed petticoats. The can-can eventually became the defining dance of the Moulin Rouge, and many celebrated dancers of the era performed at there live, including Jeanne Avril and Louise Weber. Le Moulin Rouge was an immediate success and quickly became a popular hangout spot for local artists. One of its most frequent patrons was impressionist painter Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, He reportedly spent most evenings at the Cabaret and went on to produce a series of colorful paintings depicting the performers and customers he saw there. These commissioned pieces became the club's now famous posters, the originals of which still hang at the Cabaret today. Despite its initial popularity, business wasn't always booming at the Moulin Rouge. By 1902, the French public had tired of the can-can and other similarly over-the-top performances. As a result, the club was converted into a concert theater devoted to operetta, a shorter form of opera that tells light-hearted stories through a mix of spoken dialogue, dances, and songs. This toned-down approach to entertainment lasted until the outbreak of the First World War, at which point the original building was destroyed in a fire. The Moulin Rouge was rebuilt and reopened in 1921, and resumed cabaret shows not long after. The German occupation of Paris thrust the Moulin Rouge into dark times once again, as its regular guests were crowded out by German troops. There was still some joy to be had, though, as it was during the occupation that French singer Edith Piaf rose to prominence. She became a breakout star in Paris, and actually performed at the Moulin Rouge just a few days before the city was liberated in 1944. Once the Second World War had ended, the Moulin Rouge began its gradual transition into the must-see tourist attraction that it is today. The current venue was inaugurated in 1951, and for the most part, it hasn't changed much since. So if you find yourself in Paris and you're a fan of glamorous showgirls, free-flowing champagne, elaborate costumes or high-kicking dances, look for the Red Mill and you'll be well on your way to all of the above. I'm Gabe Luzier and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch with me directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is.